Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy Ryback, joined by Raj Geary, WrestlingInc.com. This podcast is presented to you by Feed Me More Nutrition. Catch our Black Friday sale going on now. Save 30% with discount code BLACKFRIDAY30 on FeedMeMore.com. Raj, what's going on? A lot, man. You know, there there have been some weeks where it's been kind of a slow news week, but that that is not the case this week. Uh, a lot going on. How how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Two months, two months plus being vegan and uh, feeling great and getting better and better. So uh, hoping everything with the shutdowns. Uh, there's talk again uh, with that. I don't know what's going on. I just know my stem cell procedure in Colombia is February eighth. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that they don't shut the borders because that will really, really, uh, we're already over a year, you know, it was supposed to be in April that I got these and it, it, everything's been put on hold. So for me, that's been the, the frustrating part and because uh, everything that I do on social media all day is when you're going back or when the wrestling and right. nobody. So it would, it would be nice to, you know, to put that behind me finally after four <laughs> and a half years, right. <laughs> but doing well. Uh, well, one thing you've made clear is when you do uh, get back in the ring, you're not going to WWE. And uh, yes. a lot of news this week. Uh, of course, right after we recorded, uh, just a couple hours later, uh, it, the news broke that Zelina Vega was released. Yeah. Now, she had been kind of one of the more openly uh, uh, openly uh, open WWE stars, active WWE stars, uh, as well as Paige, who, who isn't active. Uh, that's been talking... who tweeted about unionization. Uh, she's had her uh, Twitch channel, which is very successful. She actually makes more on that than she does with her WWE contract. And anyway, so she had been twitching. Obviously, we first broke at Wrestling Inc. last month about WWE issuing, uh, giving talent 30 days to end their, their third-party accounts. Yeah. Uh, actually, that was in September. Then in the beginning of October, they said it had to be ended that week. So by October 3rd or October 2nd, rather. And then just days later, after everything was supposed to be closed, Alina Vega opened an OnlyFans account where she was posting cosplaying pictures and just modeling pictures. Um, you know, nothing nothing nude or anything like that, just, yeah. uh, just regular pictures. But she opened it after this edict was announced. Apparently, she had had talks with WWE uh, and... and you know, they they had warned her in the past about the Twitch and everything. Finally, she had continued posting on Twitch until November 6th, which was over a month after they were told not to have these accounts. And anyway, so a week later, after November 6th, on November 13th, she was released. And she was the only star released. It's interesting that right now there are a couple of NXT stars that are still twitching. They're on Twitch and active. But um, apparently, for now, this only applies to the main roster. Uh Andrew Yang has uh, uh, tweeted about Zelina Vega's release. SAG after uh, the union yeah. headed by, you know, with uh, Gabriel Kateris, who is the union president. She used to be on 90210. A lot of fans would know her from that. Uh, she was Amanda Zucker, Zuckerberg. So she's been tweeting about it. So something that could get messy. Uh, so a lot there. Right back. Your thoughts. Now, did, did Zelina, did she change her Twitch name? Did she Was she using their, their, their name, or did she have her real name on that, do you know, as of when that happened? I believe she changed it. And for OnlyFans, she was using a totally different name for sure. And uh, So 
there's something that I would like to know. Like, so if she never signed any paperwork with them on, they can't technically, I, I promise you what they did was probably illegal. Now they could say they fired her for other reasons outside of that. But I think it was pretty apparent that they made an example of her because she didn't go along with the flow on the, on the Twitch, like everybody else. And, and because what they do is they, they create new paperwork. Mm-hmm. This is what they did when I was there, and they herd the talent into a into a room, and they force you to sign it, like, like literally adding to the contract, and it really puts people in a really really tough position because you're 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 damned if you do and damned if you don't, and so I'm curious if she's using her her real name on that, and she never signed that new paperwork, they they could find themselves in a pretty pretty messy situation. Now I will say. From a legal standpoint, like if she chose to go that route, she would need the backing of somebody that wanted to just go after Vince, like an Andrew Yang and somebody that would actually be able to probably finance that situation because Vince and them would just, if you go to court court with them like that, you know what I mean? Even if you have 100%, it, it's going to end up costing a lot of money. And I don't know her financial situation and I don't know what, and most of the time people are going to go, it's not worth it with that, but only fans is a really really um that's a, that's a, a, a tricky thing too because so only fans you know and it has the reputation of being you know with 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 people using it for for um nudity and, and posting sex stuff and things like that but that, that doesn't you can create it like i can go create an only fans and just post my social media and just say i'm not posting on social media anymore I'm only posting my life on, on OnlyFans. Yeah. And if you guys want to follow me on there and see what's going on, which is actually what I, I think way more beneficial, but that you'll get your real following that want to pay to keep up with you. And you can make a, make a living doing it rather than doing it for free with, with Instagram that, that suppresses you and that sort of thing. So for her doing that on that, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's not, and you can't sit there and say like, that, that there's because you could use OnlyFans for anything. I could literally just use OnlyFans to post me playing the guitar. If you want to see the big guy playing the guitar, join me on OnlyFans, whatever the case may be. But so that one, they would really, really be in, in hot water if they were, if that had anything to do with it on that. But I, uh, I, I, I put out a supporter in a hashtag fuck WWE and, and, and that did, did decent. And, and I mean that it's because it really bothers me that, um, you know, she's super talented, that, that more people, I get both sides of it. I never want to talk bad about wrestlers, but we're our own worst enemies in the specific, because when you're there, but you're making that money. So do I, can I expect, do I expect people to like all of a sudden, jeopardize that and take a stand because the problem is is and this is what's happened like nobody you see she takes a stand who else is with her right nobody right nobody nobody and that's why i put that out and i because it takes great courage to do that and she's i guarantee you she got a message from probably the majority of the talent there commending her and saying how much they respect her and this and that but they publicly won't do a damn thing and that's the problem. Now, if everybody that day, everybody in that company all together said, you know, if Roman said, guys, we're not doing this anymore. And they literally held a talent meeting and said, no more. And Drew, Drew, the leader, right? Real leader would have done that. Not just go with the flow. But again, and I'm not, this is, I love Drew and I love Roman. You're, there's always going to be, you, you can't count on everybody because somebody's going to go tell the office and they're going to, you know what I mean? That, right. That's what happened. 
So that, that's where I get frustrated uh, on that standpoint. But that's what it would take to at least give it a shot. But then then you're dealing with two guys that are making a lot of money that are putting all that on the line. And they're that uh, risking for what? For for It's such a shady right. business and promotion altogether. And it, it's been bred that way from the beginning. So you can't hold them. You can't. You know, I've just given examples. But I feel for her because it, it's really – you, you see, you, you can see how crooked everything is mm-hmm. with what they do. And, and, you know, you know, I think she's going to have more opportunities. If, if, if I think she would fit in very nicely with AEW. And I think that's the best place. I think the sooner she goes there, the better when she's allowed um, with that, because she is just super talented. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And famously in 1986, right before WrestleMania 2, Jesse Ventura was trying to get the wrestlers to unionize. And then it came out in court later. Jesse Ventura found out that Hulk Hogan ratted him out to Vince McMahon and Vince threatened to fire him. And, you know, and that ended right there. So that was the closest closest it had ever gotten. And who knows what will happen? It it doesn't seem likely. Uh, The SAG after a Twitter account last night. Uh, they tweeted out that they had a powerful conversation with with Zelina Vega, and they said we support her and others as they work to protect and empower themselves. So, it's not, and so I, I've and I've said this before though, and I don't know if that's the correct thing with wrestling. I don't know. I just know yeah. that so so promotions all across the board. This isn't just wrestling. Promotions. You look at bodybuilding and fitness promotions. Those are just as shady as wrestling, if not more. Most of those people are injecting themselves with hormones and drugs and, and cutting their life short for a trophy for not even like while the promotions just keep all the cash. And, and so UFC is the same way. And we've seen that's why Connor's the way that he is. And a lot of the fighters have the attitude. I'm anti-promotion in a lot of ways because and, and I say anti-promotion from what it always was with shadiness. And that's why I think with like what AEW is doing at Tony Khan, I think this is the first time we've actually seen we have a guy who's successful in life that comes comes and has money, but he's, that's not his sole driving force from everything that I've seen. It's creating a better environment, and he's more in tune today than, than a lot of other people I've seen. And, and like He's in line with a lot of these new CEO books I've read that understand people better and that, that believe in empowering other people. And that's where I'm like, that's why I'm so pro AEW with what they're doing. And to me, it's going to be the number one promotion because he's he's really, really in line with that. And so maybe unionization isn't the answer, but it's just having better people in charge that that right. work. And, you know, rest, AEW being a wrestler's promotion, having wrestlers in key positions, that is huge. And, and active wrestlers, active mm-hmm. wrestlers that, in, in, that with different backgrounds in life with Cody, Omega, the Young Bucks, and these guys having Tony that it's a different environment that I think we're going to see a lot of positive changes, which they've already done. And I think they're going to continue to implement. And I, and I, and I really, really am excited about it compared to what like WWE has done in the past to what they're continuing to do. Vince is almost going, Vince is almost is fighting this. Like he, it's like, he's just going to fight this until he dies. Like that's cause that's just who he is. That's what, and I don't think the change comes fully there until he's gone. And I don't know if Hunter's the answer because Hunter comes from that background. And Hunter, I think, is a little more in tune than Vince, but he stills cut from that similar cloth of being in that family and being around and, and what Vince has taught him. 
much like Vince taught Dan with UFC. So, and I, and I don't know across the board how well a union would work. I just know that was why I was so hell bent when I left, when I was hurting that the company not being there, creating my own financial, my own wealth outside of wrestling so that I could go back and just do what I love without being involved in all the bullshit. Yeah. And then, which I put myself in a very good position now and being able to get everything back. And it's been a roller coaster, but it's in general. I'm not a fan of from the way that they used to be, have, have been run throughout the modern era. They take advantage of people. And that's yeah. where life's not fair. We all know this, but there's a lot with WWE, the, you, a lot of the fans too, the people they'll go, well, the talent know what they're getting themselves into. Oftentimes they don't. And now the other thing is you got to imagine, imagine being gifted at something and working your whole life. And then having very little say, like the fact Zelina Vega was working for the largest wrestling promotion on the world on TV every week for years here and being used and, 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 and highlighted. And she was making more money on Twitch. Mm-hmm. That goes to show what they do. And I've talked about this. They give you these low downsides and they try to milk that as long as they can. And then eventually a little bit more down the road but it's nowhere near they're taking advantage of human beings so that what happens is when you leave there most of the talent should have man if you work there for five years you should be good you right. should be good most people they not that's why people have to stay there so long which is why vince has created that environment to try to take hoard the wealth for himself pays a few people good enough to keep the system kind of screwed up in the way that it is and that people keeps you fucking where you you're at everyone's like it creates that 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 hostile negative work environment that doesn't be the case and that's why i'm saying aew everything i've heard is the complete opposite where they use the word team there man that appeals to me as an athlete as a wrestler so much more than that that, that wwe environment team i can get behind that because that, now we're all working if i put over that guy we're working that means that means we're working to build people we're not just doing it just to do it to bring down all our value so that we're all 50-50 and the brand is a strong thing. We're actually trying to make stars. And that's that's where I don't agree with the business model of WWE and why they're ultimately going to fail is because it doesn't work. So, yeah. but man, I'm proud of her, though, for taking a stand and, and, and having the courage that she did. And when nobody nobody had her back. So. Yeah, Elizabeth Fox in the chat saying there was such a problem when only a select few will stand up for something like this. I feel so bad for Vega and the stars getting affected by this whole situation. Absolutely. And, you know, and people there and this is, you know, you're making money when you're there. Yeah. And so a lot of here's the other thing too, Raj, that some of the fans don't. They'll be like, they should just be grateful. You don't understand like what you're actually sacrificing and doing and the amount of money you got to look at the most gifted human beings on the planet are pro wrestlers with what they do overall and what they have to handle, especially with that travel schedule, what it used to be with Vince, but just the pressure and dealing with a lot of the things that they do you and, and the, 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 to hoard that wealth. I mean, everybody, everybody up there on TV should be a millionaire Raj. And that's not, that's not just talking out of my ass and that's not saying equal pay like that cut Jim Cornette likes to try to go back and say, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a more balanced atmosphere where the pay scale is reflective of what the talent are actually earning the company on percentages and not being the lowest in sports and entertainment. Right. It sucks. And then when you leave there, I, I'll, I can't stress this enough. This is why I'll speak up. And what they, what they did to me personally, not creative as that was the least of it, but they, that, mm-hmm. that company was not there for me one bit. 
a company that I loved, a company that I worked my whole life to get to. Not there for me at all. They're not there for any of the talent. They will stab every talent in the back the first chance they get. And they do. That yeah. that atmosphere. So I'm proud. I'm so happy she's out of that environment, though, because I'm telling you, it might suck for a little bit and not seeing some of the people. She's going to be so much happier when she goes to another company. I mean, like, and just when she goes to AEW, it, she'll be the best decision she ever did, ever made, taking the stand for herself. All right. Um, we got one more super chat and then we'll move on to the next topic because we have quite a few here. Uh, Bryant Riv uh, with the $10 super chat saying, if this gets a lot of coverage, <laughs> WWE tries to cover it up with their positivity uh, positivity approach out of fear that they were looking bad and offer her job back, do you think she'll take it? That's a decision she would have to make. You know, we've seen talent, you know, with Punk. You know, Punk kind of said some stuff in the past when he was there, and then he got offered the amount of money that he wanted, and he kind of just quieted up. Remember that and with everything, and he quieted up and went back and, and you know. But then ultimately, it, it, he hit his boiling point and he just walked out. But you know, that's if, if she goes back in that atmosphere. This is what I told everyone: if they if they publicly apologized to me and, and paid me the money they owed me for the multi million dollar settlement they forced me to drop, and everything was in writing. That's the only way I would even remotely even think about performing for that company again. Like yeah. it, it has to be in writing because if not, they will screw you. Even then I still would, I would be, that's the only way I would look at it and even think about it. It's not, you got, I, I don't know. I, I think she's going to have opportunities to go elsewhere. And in the, like I said, it's not a good environment. So. Yeah. Uh, WWE officially announced this week that they are moving the Thunderdome to Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay. It's a 43,000 uh, seat uh, dome stadium, so it's indoors. Uh, they will not have fans, so fans won't be allowed. So it's just going to be the Thunderdome. I think a lot of people were hoping that they would have some fans in addition to the Thunderdome, so you get that that mix, especially since it's in a big dome. And um, but they are not doing that right now. So no fans. It starts Friday, December the 11th with SmackDown. Yeah. And they will probably be there until WrestleMania. The plan right now is to hold WrestleMania at Ray Raymond James Stadium uh, in Tampa, where it was where last WrestleMania was supposed to be. So, And then after that, they're not allowed to use Tropicana Field because Major League Baseball starts. So then they'll have to either find a new location or the plan right now is to start touring. We got two vaccines um, that have shown 95% efficacy. Uh, they're hoping to get you know 20 million doses out in December. We'll have to see where it's at in March, how many doses are out, who's taking it, how, how well it's working. But as of right now, the plan is to stay at Tropicana Field through WrestleMania have WrestleMania at the stadium and then go from there. I think that's, that's, you know, business wise is what they have to do to keep everything running. And it's going to be, we, we get those, those vaccines out. And it, like you say, it's going to be looking at those numbers. I don't think any, I think what, all of us are pulling to get these things out, get it rolling. If that means opening back up and getting things going back to normal, but there's, there's so much at play, like what's really going on. Who knows? We got everything with the whole the, the presidency with that whole thing. I, I, I'm I'm hoping they get it out. And I talked to my doctor this week. I saw him, and he was telling me the same thing. And uh, there's a lot of promising promise with these vaccines, and uh, for the people that want them, I'll never touch this stuff. I don't need it, and I don't. Like, a lot of people don't, but I think those that want it, that that's what they think that they need to go back to to be the normal. Then let's get it going, and hopefully by the time 
WrestleMania comes around, you know, there's there's a crowd back. But I, it's so this is going to be a, a week to week conversation of what they're going to how this is playing out and, and what the news coverage is. What are the, what's the agenda they're trying to, to to fill this week? I don't know, but it's promising. And I think business wise, it's they've covered themselves and they got that Thunderdome as long as they can get that set up. You know, it's better than no crowd. Last WrestleMania, that, that hopefully is a once in a lifetime thing that with the no people. And at the very least, I think we would have the Thunderdome for WrestleMania this year. If for whatever reason this is going on, which I, I don't, I, I just don't see it be going on much longer. So, yeah. Uh, some good news this week. Uh, Renee Young and well, John Moxley just kind of subtly announced during a promo on yeah. AEW Dynamite that uh, him and uh, he and Renee Young are expecting. Uh, kind of dropped it in the body of a promo during a wrestling show, which has to be the most low key pregnancy announcement during a wrestling show ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, him and Renee young, they are expecting Renee young revealed that when she was going to let Moxley know the news, she accidentally texted Bailey the news. <laughs> so oh, Bailey really? was the first one to find out. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. funny actually. <laughs> <laughs> so Bailey knew before Moxley, but she, what is the names of their phone? Bailey and, and, and John, John would imagine John's in her phone is John, unless she has her in there. It's like his boo or something. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, it could be boo. <laughs> We're just replying to the, you know, sometimes you reply yeah. to the wrong text. So yeah. just like the most recent one and you just kind of very possible. Like on that. <laughs> I like my theory of she has John in there as boo. And <laughs> uh, congratulations to them. She was actually, supposed to do my podcast and she was going to get back to me on to do it on Wednesday this week. And then, uh, and I never heard back on a time. So I was in that, that happened and I go, okay, that she must've just, that was recently just finding out. And, uh, but congratulations to them. That's, that's, uh, that got, that has to be exciting. And it was, uh, very Moxley, the promo that, that was, uh, very fitting for the way that, uh, how how it was announced so i dug it <laughs> absolutely uh also in other aew news aew officially signed matt seidel uh the former evan born in wwe uh so yeah he, he had been appearing on aew uh he recently lost to eddie kingston brian cage but now he is officially with the company big fan of big fan of him man and uh when he was uh evan born in wwe you know and he had his ankle injury in the all that and the, I always thought he was uh, a guy that always could, should have been in WWE. Even though I think he had some personal things going on, maybe for a period there, and I think it's all worked out for the best. He really found himself, and uh, and here he is in, in, in AEW. And uh, I think he's if he could stay healthy, and uh, and, and I think we look at a guy at him. I think he's much more figured in in one year's time than even right now. I think he's because he's man. He can go. He's he's talented, and and he's always if he gets some opportunity. And there's layers to his character that I think he can unveil with AEW. Um, and not to say he has to be the main event act. I I think though he'll be a very valuable valuable member of that. That's going to be fig- from this time forward. Moving moving on. Absolutely. Uh, the Bella Twins have 
openly been talking about wanting to possibly return to WWE. Uh, Nikki Bella's husband, Artem uh, Chigvensev, said that there have been talks, that she has been in talks with WWE about her and Brie returning. That's, uh, man, I would love to see a mixed tag for WrestleMania with her and uh, the husband and, and maybe a six-man and then Cena and uh, and a couple other people. Let's do a mixed tag match for WrestleMania, a special attraction match. <laughs> That's uh, that that would actually I would tune in for that specifically. Um, that would get yeah. a ton of media. <laughs> yeah, no, I should be I should be a booker. I'm really creative. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm not just kidding though. That would be that that would be a, a big thing to book. And, yeah. and personally, I think it would be great to watch them have to put a match together in that situation. But uh, no, it's uh, I think that's good. there's money in them. They, you know, they've been out of the game as long as they can get back and get the ring rust off, you know, you know, people. And here's the other thing. And I, and I know and it's, when you're a talent there, though, and you see people come back and they tots, sucks. I, I, I can't let that is the ultimate, though, that I remember seeing it. I go, man, I want to be in that spot. So I want to be sting coming back and people hating me like this motherfucker right. can just walk in and get the spot like we've been killing ourselves for years. No, like that's that's what they do. Though and that's that's the game and that's you know so I'm I'm if there's an opportunity there take it make that money and do it and it doesn't matter what the other talent think it's business so you know and they draw they they draw like they're probably the most well known divas right yeah uh, yeah absolutely. probably in the history of the business probably based off their following in the TV shows so we could you the can only hate other all one I'd say is maybe Sable yeah Sable and Trish was up there for a bit I would say. But as far as this in the modern era with social media right. and the following and TV and relevance wise, they're still very good with the following they have. From a business standpoint, it only makes sense to from a company that is really struggling to get mainstream. Why wouldn't you do that, right? That that's something you should do. You just don't make it the whole thing. You just but you have that on there. But if I'm in creative, I'm pitching to Vince. We need to do something with Nikki and Cena for Mania with that whole thing. That's that, that that's everybody's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if John's going to be on board to sign on on that, but if he loves the business like he says he was, he would do it. Hey, he he did the job for uh, Britney Spears' uh, ex husband back in the day, so who he knows? He did. He did. There's, there's, there's nothing he won't do. <laughs> Uh, so uh, by the time a lot of people are, are listening to this, uh, Survivor Series will happen. We're doing this live on a Friday. So make sure if you can join us at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays on YouTube and catch the show live. As we're heading into this weekend, Survivor Series is this Sunday. The Undertaker's Big Farewell. It's 30 years to the day that he debuted yeah. in WWE as The Undertaker at Survivor Series. They're making a huge deal out of this. Taker is just everywhere doing media. I mean, every media outlet has an interview with Undertaker. Uh, with a, an interview in Sports Illustrated, he was talking about his streak ending. And he said he wishes it wouldn't have been Brock that got the victory because Brock didn't really need it. He says it would have done a lot more for Roman Reigns than it would have been for Brock. So Reigns would have made a lot more sense to earn that victory. So Taker, you know, Obviously, saying he's fine, he was fine with the streak ending. He just felt like someone else could have used it more specifically. Roman Reigns, yeah, and they ended up doing it anyways with Roman, where he, but it was late after the. It would have been yeah, a couple years later. Uh, yeah, you know that's a tricky situation um, because 
you you run the, the the risk of with wrestling fans. Brock might have been the only guy they could have done it with that really didn't have backlash on him from a character standpoint because it's Brock. I think if you do it with anybody else, specifically a new talent, we've already seen with with how the wrestling fans are. How do you think that that fan base if Roman would have beat him that year? Holy hell! I mean, there would have been. Uh, people might have jumped the barricades. Like some of those, the, the, how they act. You know, Brock's the one guy where it was like, I just think it was so believable that 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 was why. And from a, a creative standpoint, it probably wasn't. Brock did not need it at all. He that that didn't. And it, it, it didn't. I don't think it made Brock any more special. Brock was already special at that point. It, it certainly doesn't hurt. But I and I and I understand. You know, from a creative standpoint. Maybe if it was Roman, I think though he would have that that period of Roman being booed would have been so much worse, right? Way worse than because um, do I think over time that would have softened? Yes, but it's one of those situations where you're like, unless it's like a guy, especially a, a babyface wrestler, you know, maybe a heel if you're planning on being heel long term. That's you know, and then a, a babyface turn years later, very possible that could have made sense. Then that could have yeah. worked, but you know, Taker though wasn't ready. I don't know, man. It, it's his. It's great to know his input on it, the situation, and that just goes to show, you know, nobody there is above Vince's decision making. Right. It, it, it's Vince's it, company. And that year, the year that the streak did end, you were you were at that you were a part of that WrestleMania, but Roman was still a part of the Shield. He wasn't a single star yet, yeah. and. um what was what do you remember did you watch that as it happened when the streak ended because yeah. i know at our place everyone was in shock uh what was the reaction like where 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 you were at in the building uh we had already done i'd wrestled already and i don't remember which one that was that me and was that the one with me and henry that was that was us, the, I think. no that was the no. uh the tag team fatal four way you you were with uh, oh Curtis new Axel. orleans right yeah 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 the, the yeah the uh me and Dolph. <laughs> That was yeah. Didn't wasn't a fan of any of that. The me and Dolph were sitting in uh, catering in front of the TV. The and it was a huge catering, and I remember uh, we all just kind of just looked at each other, and like me and Dolph just go like we weren't expecting that. No, nothing like crazy. It wasn't yeah. like oh my god. It was just <laughs> like oh, that was wasn't expecting that, and um, but a lot. I mean, there were a lot of people backstage. Nobody knew what was 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 going to happen. And uh, I think everyone thought Taker was just going to stay undefeated, which, you know, there's mixed theories on all of that. Such a cool thing. It would have been, but Vince, I don't think likes anybody to be, that would have made Taker too big. I think in even Vince's eyes with what, how Vince is business wise. So um, yeah, everyone was, was kind of shocked. I remember uh, and to touch on that. I, I remember, that first year and when I had talks with, and I talked about this with Armando before Estrada that was on the show, but I remember one of the pitches was initially creatively though, from our standpoint was the undefeated streak and to get to, and not to beat taker, but to get that, that, that match with a new star that's undefeated versus that streak felt would have drawn really, really well. Once they went the direction we went and they got, when I got thrown into the main event, when Cena got hurt, that was all out the window. And I mean, that was done in 2012. So, but I remember that was like kind of the, an idea nothing in stone, but like from, from my standpoint, I certainly 
that that was really really exciting and something I would have wanted. But like I said, that as a baby face, if I would have beat him on that, that would have you know the backlash on that would have been enormous. Even though it would have been having a strong fan base would have been great. Also, I do think that potential whoever it was, you know, it's a really tough situation because take Undertaker so loved. Yeah. And he's been there, like you said, longer than anyone. So, but you know, the night Vince, it's his company. He does what he wants to do. And Taker has always been, you know, I'm sure he had his input. You give him your input and anyone has the freedom to give Vince their input. But at the end of the day, he, you know, he makes the call on what he wants to do. And, you know, Brock was the one who wanted to do it. So that's it. That was the right decision because that's what Vince wanted. It's his company. It's fake. So that was it. Do you think that if you were in creative, would you have had the streak end? If you're giving it to the right guy. And again, having these discussions openly on what the, the, on the guy in, in what the guy's doing and looking at numbers. And from a business standpoint, I think, you know, and in knowing what you want to do with Taker, I think if it's the right person and like I see, you're able to take that momentum and transfer it over, it makes a megastar right away if you do do it right. But it's also things, you know, Vince, I don't think it would have been bad leaving it undefeated. I think that would have been one of the great wrestling for, for WWE. Never, never, you know, unheard of, but it's entertainment at the end of the day. And, uh, the decision was made and nothing at the end of the day, everything's fine. His legacy is not hurt by it. It's all entertainment, it's all roles. He played the role of a loser for the first time at WrestleMania. And, you know, it got that reaction. You look at it though, the history, that's probably the most shocking WrestleMania moment of all time. Mm-hmm. So, no, absolutely. So they, they got what they wanted out of it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, uh, this past week, Alexa Bliss was on, uh, interviewed by Maria Menounos. Um, and during the interview, she, inter- uh, just, she just revealed that her current WWE contract expires in around three to three and a half years. And she, after that, she's, you know, considering possibly, you know, starting a family and having kids. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. I think that's very realistic and very and good to have. Her, her her goals after wrestling and uh, especially with women, you know, you can't expect women to stay there in their forties or fifties and, uh, and not start a family for a lot of women. That's, you know, a huge priority for a lot of people. That's a huge priority that it ends up getting sacrificed in that, in that business. So I think it's good that, that she's put that out there. Sometimes though, you, you know, it'll be interesting to see what her, her career looks like towards the end. Is they get if they want to try to resign her, and then if you don't, there's that that whole thing which happens to everybody. So they don't like people leaving on their own. They don't. Yeah. So Rhea Ripley uh, lost to Io Shirai on NXT this past Wednesday night. Now it, it appears as if there's been talk of her moving to the main roster, and I remember hearing talk of that earlier this year, but uh, apparently she might be moving to the main roster. I feel like. Especially Raw could kind of use her right now, but um, yeah. So uh, possible roster switch there. There's a, I mean, there's gonna. I mean, I don't know what to say to that really. I think yeah, there's the that's the goal is to get up there for the talent. But right now, if I'm a talent right now, I'm, I'm hoping almost like wait till there's a crowd, just for anything. Um, but they're all performing without one right now, so maybe it, 
it's uh i would say though it's it's a good opportunity and you'd like to see people have opportunities that's what the business is about and if she can go up there and contribute then you know she'll welcome her with open arms so i don't i don't it's just all depends if she likes being in nxt or not i don't know what her situation is some of those talents don't want to leave there i know you know yeah uh, finally, the ratings this past week, AEW and, and SmackDown did a good number. AEW did one of their best numbers uh, in the 18 to 49 demo of the year. I'll uh, start with SmackDown last week. Last uh, Friday's episode of SmackDown did 2.234 million viewers on Fox. It's only down 3.3% from the same time last year. And that last year was when they had fans. So SmackDown has really uh, seen an increase since the summer when their ratings were tanking. And, uh, they did a 0.6 in the 18 to 49 demo down from the 0.7 last week. But last week, I mean, I'm, the week before, uh, had a huge rating for the Sasha Bailey match. And uh, this week didn't really have that same hook. But a good rating for SmackDown, 2.23 million viewers. They've stayed consistent, whether mm -hmm. the, uh, more so than any of the other brands, so as far as in WWE. Now, Raw was... There was, there was good news and bad news for Raw. It did 1.8 million viewers, but it had a heavily hyped Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton WWE Championship match. And so it was up 5% from last week, but interestingly enough, the first hour still was the biggest hour, which is, which is the case pretty much every week. The final hour, so it did 1.87 million viewers in the first hour. And the third hour that had the title match, it did 1.7 million viewers. So the the drop from hour one to hour three was actually the smallest drop that they've had in a long time. And the third hour, it was the best viewership for the third hour since the Thunderdome debuted on August 24th. But in the 18 to 49 demo, uh, they were down to a 0.51, which is one of their lower 18 to 49 demo ratings. Uh, one of the lowest that they've had um, since the Thunderdome debuted. So again, good news and bad news with that number. Yeah, the Raws really, they haven't been able to figure it out. And, uh, and that's a big match they built. And with Drew winning the WWE Champion again, I think internally you'd probably want to see those numbers a little higher. Mm -hmm. But it, it's not. Right now, everything's kind of, I just, it's just all kind of just have been hovering around. It, it's like you're, we've talked about it. Like, what do you do? Do you, do you, do you bring out the big guns for, how often can you do that with this if it's really not going to move the needle at the same time you got to try so you can't just mail it in completely and um they're in a tough position you know i want to see what raw does with the crowds i want to see if raw goes back to being the the the, the top show or if they're going to stay number two with them in smackdown and uh i think they wwe though once they get a crowd back they got to look at, at making some moves to get that number back up for that show usa certainly is going to want them too and uh, they got to reverse that 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 trend that they've been on over the twenty plus years. Yeah. Uh, finally, AEW Dynamite just smoked NXT this past week. Uh, they did one of their, I mean, they did one of their best numbers of the year in the eighteen to forty nine demo, and also a huge number just with overall viewers for 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 that show. They did eight hundred fifty thousand viewers, which was up eleven percent from last week. Uh, beating NXT's 638,000 viewers by 33%. It was one of the widest margins in total viewers nice. that they've had. And another interesting thing is AEW actually beat Raw this past week in the 18 to 34 demo. Uh, they scored, AEW scored a 0.27 rating in that demo, while Raw scored a 0.24. So 
any demo victory over Raw, which is not it is running it is opposed against Monday Night Football, but not against another wrestling show. While Dynamite is up against NXT, and yep. they're beating it in a, in that young demo, not the key eighteen to forty nine demo, which you know takes into account thirty five to forty nine. But in that younger 18 to 34, AEW beating Raw this week, uh, a rare win in that demo, but they did it. That's, that has to be internally for them uh, fantastic in everything they're doing. I've said it, it's just sit back. And I, I said before, in whatever it's going to be, 11 more months or whatever it is, I think they're going to be the top wrestling promotion in many, many ways with everything they're doing and the talent they're building and the moves they're making. I'm telling you, they're going up against a company that had, you know, 40 plus years experience on them. And they're doing this very, very quickly. From a wrestler standpoint, this is the most beautiful thing going on in the business because of my generation, the before me and, and after, we didn't have this. Now we have an option. And it's an option that one treats wrestlers better and just overall is a better, a better work environment. And I think it's going to, create a better product the more experience they get doing this they're gonna they're gonna get better absolutely um yeah so very impressive as you mentioned uh, yeah. a little over a year ago they didn't, weren't even on tv and no. here they are beating raw in, in in one demo and you know what always tends to happen is once one demo goes then you start seeing the others uh before you start seeing something. And a lot of that has to do with raw's decline and raw that third hour is just killing it yeah, but the process has begun, and it takes time, and people can say what they want to say, that they have begun the process of taking over pro wrestling. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And like even into this week on the show, the you know we didn't talk about it, the, the Chris Jericho, the, the slaying Las Vegas. I thought that was so entered. That was one of my the favorite things I've seen in wrestling in a while with that. And it, like, I thought it was just so good. It, it told it, That is character development right there, though. You yeah. watch that and you get to see it in whoever put that, that together, man, uh, round of applause. And that thing just, it, it, it's so simple in a way, probably, it, but like it, it does so much for those, those guys individually and as a group. Now I'm more invested in them than I've ever been after watching that because it's just it, adding stuff like that. And that is storytelling. And getting now, and like we know some of those people, and you could see the they're setting up like kind of stories within within this story itself. You know, I love what they're doing with Wardlow and Hager. It gives me the vibe of like what I see them like the, the um, with the drinking the Mighty Ducks uh, D two when with the the Bash Brothers in the movie where they were like enemies, kind of like going. And then all of a sudden, they realized to put their powers together. And like we're like, I see that going on. Like I go, that's a pretty that could be a pretty good story. Or you could just have conflict there the whole time. And that works. But like they're telling it. And I go, that's taking that time. And Chris has his finger on the pulse and all that. But that, and then you know, having Conan make an appearance and Hornswoggle <laughs> and just ran like I thought it was just it was that you don't see that that often. That that to me, that surprise element. I go, that that was enjoyable. And it's and, then and that, the, and- yeah. And the, and when they did the smoke coming out of the limo, <laughs> you, they would ne- you know when Conan made it his appearance, uh, you, they would never do that in WWE. No. Exactly, and you know even the um, which one was it? The was it Ortiz that clearly did the cocaine? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that to me, when I saw that, I go, that's something WWE wouldn't do. 
probably because they'd be afraid of, of the backlash. It's like clearly Ortiz did cocaine that night at some point <laughs> with the guys based on from that storyline. And I thought that was so good, man. Like I literally laughed watching that. I go, holy shit, that's that's so Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyone that's been to Vegas can relate. <laughs> you got a friend that decides to go a little too hard. And uh but like just <laughs> though that that's I've I've lived that though. I've woken up like that in Vegas years ago. Where you're like, oh my god, and not to that degree, but like where you're just like, the hangover is a real thing for a lot of people out yeah. here. You just go, 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 and then all of a sudden you're like, what happened? And like just them <laughs> telling that story in a very condensed form, I thought was great. Everyone gets that because everyone that's everyone's stereotype of Vegas, anyways. And right. then the, those guys, so man, and that's the creative stuff where you could see where guys got to put some input in. You know, yeah. and they're like, how about that's where when you do that and minds start coming together, that's that team element there. Real magic is start. That's man, that segment goes down as one of the great segments in wrestling to me, entertainment wise. I thought that's something that that's going to have legs for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see another, not. I want to see the hangover two of them now. Like, <laughs> they go to like Africa or some other safari and, and put together a little <laughs> skit down there for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's super entertaining. And Jericho and MJF, they're just uh, nailing it out of the park. Yeah. Um, we got one more uh, super chat. Uh, Big Cloud Gaming with the $5 super chat is saying, AEW is definitely amazing. I love how they are building Darby Allen. By any chance, Ryback, are you interested in joining AEW in the future? You see, Raj, this is where I say, and I do multiple things on social media throughout the day. And I'm always like fascinated. It's, the questions are the same, no matter how many times I've specifically answered them and i get that people not everyone watches everything but it, it's been i'm that's again the number one promotion that i am interested in when i get my last stem cells in february and that would be where i would like to to to, to go and finish my career at hopefully when everything is in if there's an opportunity and business can be done you know but i i that i'm excited about pro wrestling because of that one company so yeah um well, on that note, uh, thanks uh, as always for having me. It's been a busy week, and uh, yep, yes. and then yeah, and a happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the states that's listening. Absolutely, and likewise to you, Raj. And thank you for everything. Always uh, have a good time doing this show every week. Anything you uh, want to plug to wrap up? Uh, yeah, sure. You keep uh, as always. Keep checking out wrestling.com. We have tons of uh, news and exclusive content. We have exclusive interviews just this past week with the Young Bucks, uh, Victoria from WWE, uh, the Blue Meanie, Sabio Vega. So keep checking out wrestling.com. Tons of cool stuff coming up, um, including next week we're kind of taking a deep dive into China and uh, her passing. We have interviews with her mother, uh, wow. uh, her producer, the people that found her. Um, and so it's going to be it's going to be over four days. Check out wrestling.com next week. Good deal. That that seems really interesting. I'd like to check that out when it's done. And uh, guys, feed me more nutrition on feedmemore.com. Our Black Friday sale has begun. Save thirty percent with discount code Black Friday thirty on feedmemore.com. We have that image on the homepage as well with the instructions on that. Thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more.